Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Turn on, and I am here live for the Apprentice Worldwide event. And we are going to talk about uh, how to find your dream job before you graduate, or at least try. So we have a distinguished panel here today, and we're going to try and attempt to answer several questions. And we're going to go around the room uh, with these uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we're going to try to answer first. I'm going to, they're going to. All right. And we are going to ask uh, several questions that you'll try to answer as best you can. Uh, first, you introduce yourself, what to do. And then uh, try to tackle the topic of whether you found your dream job before you graduated. Uh, where did you go to school, of course? And then uh, we'll go around one time. Everybody will make a comment. And then the second question is, you know, how they can give advice to their 19 or 20-year-old self. What advice they would give to themselves uh, before they were graduating to prepare themselves to find their dream job. So without further ado, Uh, we have our first speaker who's going to introduce herself and then tell us about her experience in finding her dream job. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us through this podcast. My name is Marbelis Gonzalez, and I am a loan originator with BGI Capital. We are a private lending firm, and we specialize in residential and commercial real estate. I am a double Panther, meaning I graduated from FIU, did my undergrad and graduate, and got my graduate degree there as well. I am involved in many different things besides besides working and and well and no longer school, but I am also part of the St. Jude um, committee sponsorship committee. And St. Jude? Jude is a, a research hospital to end childhood cancer, for those of you who don't know. And I am also part of FIU's REAC. REAC stands for the Real Estate Alumni Affinity Council. And that is um, kind of my way of giving back to, to my school and, and to, to FIU in, um, in that way. When did you graduate? I graduated... From my gra- from graduate school, I graduated in 2016. So it's been a few years now. However, um, I was not one of the lucky ones to find the dream job prior to graduation. I think um, I recently started with BGI Capital. And I have to say that now I, I, I believe and I, and I like to think that I, I found it. I found that dream job. But it took... It took basically all of my, my 20s and all of, you know, my schooling to be able to find it. And um, it's, it's not an easy process. And everyone's journey is very different. Everyone has a different path. And I was, you know, I was one of backing up a little bit. I was someone that at 12 said, I'm going to be an attorney. And that's what I'm going to do. And I my life was set. I knew that that was that was it. I was going to be a criminal law attorney. And then you grow up and you realize that's maybe not the path that you really want to go down. I started working at a law firm 
really, really young at 19. I was just starting college, first job in a, in a law firm. And I realized how, how, you know, it's sad, but it's miserable how many of these um, young attorneys that they are just not happy doing what they do. And I think that was, it was kind of a curse for me. And, but I started in, I started doing, I started in the real estate department, which I think helped me a lot because that's what kept me for eight years in the, in the legal field as a, as a real estate paralegal. And I found, I found that that was my passion. My passion was real estate, but it was something that I had to discover and I had to go through in a, in a very odd way in order to find it, but I was able to find it. And now I am in the finance side, but again, with, you know, with real estate as the, the common denominator. So it's, it's interesting and it's, it's different for everyone. And if you're one of the lucky ones that found your dream job prior to, congrats, but it's not, it's not the way for everyone. For most of us, I would say it's not, it's not how it goes. Thank you. Our next speaker. Hi, everyone. Great um, explanation. I think you cut to the core of what the reality is for many, um, many college students and recent graduates. Um, my name is Isabel Martinez. Um, I am a licensed attorney by trade in the state of Florida. I dedicate my full time to originating private uh, money and hard money deals. Basically, that is no income verification deals for real estate investors. Uh, any deal that a bank would reject is what I accept and, and take on as a challenge. Um, and finding that job was took my entire 20s. To realize that I liked lending, that lending was my passion, took many years, and that's not something I found out immediately in school. Um, I went to FIU, uh, Florida International University, uh, for my undergraduate and uh, graduated law school at the University of Miami in 2016, and I passed the Florida Bar in 2017. And I guess I was so caught up in the minutia of schooling and academics and structure that I never went beyond that. And, um, and you know, it's, it's something that students need to, there's a lot of pressure on getting good grades, but focusing solely on that doesn't allow you to discover what your uh, true uh, passions are. Um, so I didn't find my job in, um, in, in school. Um, I found it more after, as soon as I graduated, as soon as I finished taking exams, I found my job, my dream job at 26. <laughs> so I would say that the way to find that, um, the, the advice I would give my 20 year old self would be that would be later. So. Later. Okay. Yeah. So let me go back and finish elaborating. So no, I didn't find my dream job. Uh, yeah. So I didn't find my dream job because I was so focused on schooling that I forgot about the world outside school. And uh, once I closed the book and finished all my examinations, I really got to evaluate what my strong skills are, what complement, what, what am I good at, what am I not good at, what is it going to make me happy, um, my adult life, what do I want in my future in terms of quality of life, um, uh, time with family, um, happiness. Once I thought about those very deep topics is when I realized what I really wanted to do. And school doesn't teach you that.
Hi, everyone, and listening to this discussion, uh, two young professionals that are on their way. Uh, I like to bring the perspective of the fact that I'm a current recruiter uh, in my role. Uh, I actually do have the function of uh, a management role within a, a bank. I'm in my 50s, so that's going to give you a little bit of a, uh, a contrast as to why I'm even in this call, you know, uh, talking about young professionals and reaching their dream job. My name is John Rodriguez. Uh, I, I, uh, I work for a Global Bank here in Miami, and my functions are basically uh, lending. I do wholesale lending to foreign banks in Latin America. Now, uh, the reason why I wanted to discuss this with you is because what is a dream job? You know, when you are looking out into the world, graduating, and you're thinking of an undergraduate, let's say, recruitment process, you're really trying to learn what opportunities are, are out there, first of all, and then those that are more applicable to you and have a good match as to what you want to do. So I have to say that I had, uh, let's say, a dream opportunity, uh, not a job initially, but it was just that. Um, when I started my career, uh, it required for me to go through a training program at, at a financial institution in Wall Street. Um, I didn't have all the credentials necessarily uh, on a competitive on the competitive platform that I was basically, you know, getting into, meaning most of the people that were uh, hired had MBAs. I didn't. Um, I had done some graduate school work uh, at the time, but the thing that it made it very interesting for me is that I capitalized on the recruitment process at the school. Now, in those times, basically the way that major institutions went and, and recruited into your school and my I'm an alumni of Rutgers University in New Jersey uh, basically the recruitment department lined up uh, interests of firms that were coming in to uh, interview and then you would be one of those candidates ironically when I um, uh, got my first interview from my first job one of the things that they were looking for uh, were, were traits about the job that I thought I, I, I was good at but the one thing that I did in that opportunity is I gave them my ask. This is what I would like to do. And, and it was interesting because the recruiter felt that there were some qualifications that, yeah, I could commit to. But I feel, I feel that what that opened me was my ability to understand where if I was a match, would that be a good role for me to get into? So what I, what I want to say is the role that I accepted and, and my, new, my new, uh, newfound opportunity was not the job that I wanted. It was my foot in the door. And I think that we have to be conscious of the fact that we're, we're not coming in with a full skill set necessarily to do the job that is your dream job. You, you, you have to develop and get there. So what I had was my dream opportunity. I had my foot in the door. So having said that, uh, once I was in the uh, position that I was in, which was an analyst position, um, I did everything possible, and I did everything that I would do to go beyond the demands of the functions of the job and the tasks that were required of me. I would volunteer for new opportunities uh, to do something extra and to impress upon my manager that I was hungry and that I really wanted to do a great job in advance with the company. What that allowed me to do was that within a year when the training program opportunity was available, I was one of the candidates that without necessarily the qualifications, 
I took that role basically preparing myself, taking graduate school courses to be at least at the level of academic requirements for me to handle the training program. And sure enough, that's what got me to go through this training program at uh, Irving Trust Company at the time. Uh, that led to my dream position. And so what I want to say is you, you, you need to take those opportunities. Now that I'm in a recruiting role, I just want to go back and say I'm looking for talent necessarily, not those that want to just match what they want to do. I know it's competitive in terms of the positions, but I always look to that individual, and, and I don't necessarily want to say that it reflects on me, but are those folks that are out there that are willing to do the extra work, volunteer to do just one step beyond and prove themselves? Um, they will find the dream job eventually, and we've heard a couple of examples here. It wasn't necessarily the way they started, but they ended up getting that opportunity that led to their dream position. So I'd like to pause on that. Go. Okay, hi. Hi, everyone. My name is Shalako Vienner. I'm a corporate banker uh, for more than 15 years, um, trade finance specialist. I would say that in the banking industry, uh, I've been doing really good. Uh, even though if I was not meant to be a banker, uh, I graduated from a French school. I studied, I went to the Air Force and then I studied physics. Then we went to a law school. So, so you can imagine it's been like, like a journey. And then it, my initial work was uh, as a legal counsel for a pretty large uh, corporate in the consumer product area. Then I moved to the procurement area then I moved to the state, that, that, that previous job was in France. So then I moved to the state and I restructured a small medical company. Then I went to work in the back office as a bank. Uh, I did a good job and I moved to the business area and then I was handled all the corporate international for that bank. Then I moved to another bank. I opened operation in Mexico, in Colombia, Peru, and now I'm in a US bank uh, being the trade finance specialist. So, I was initially going to say that there is no dream job, but actually all my job has been a dream. And just for one reason, I never get bored. I always like to look for challenge and I for look for learning. So at the end, it's more about the journey, the team that you join, and the possibilities, as, as John mentioned, put in front of you. So you have to be willing to take the challenge, prepare, always learn and, and grow. In, in whatever opportunity you have in front of you because you never know what they're going to put in front of you. And, and that is when you have to jump in and use your skills. Definitely studying and learning is very important because you're going to need those skills in order to be successful in any organization there. But the important thing is understand what the organization wants from you and build the, be part of the right team. And the right team doesn't mean that the easy team is the one who challenge you, the one who teach you the one to push you to your, out of your boundaries of, or, or your area of comfort. So that's the key for success at the end. And that's the key to get the dream job when you don't get bored because nothing is worse in the professional life that get bored because you are so good in a job that you feel that you control everything and that's not true. So that at the end is a challenge and, and all the difficulty that you can have in your professional world that you can surpass that when I give you the dream job. So, Hernan. Uh, 
Hello, good afternoon. My name is Andy Gonzalez, and I own First Integrity Credit Services. And I think one of the main things that I would like to point out in this entire panel is that everyone here is telling you basically, yeah, follow the dreams that you have. But not only is it following the dreams that you have, I would take it to another level and ask you a question. Not only is it what is your dream job, but why is that your dream job? What purpose do you have? I've met up with quite a few people in my past that have told me, well, my dream job is to own a business. Well, congratulations, entrepreneurship is a phenomenal career. The question is, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? I've had several people that have told me, well, I don't want to take slack from a boss. But as an entrepreneur, you take slack from everybody. There's always going to be some person out there. So you have to define what your purposes are. Everyone here has spoken about following your dream. And yeah, definitely follow your dream. But the other thing I would tell you is listen to your older counsel. Listen to people who are capable of giving you an insight and guiding you in the proper direction of which way you should go. Because you've spoken to a person who might be a great cook inside their house, they decide to open up a restaurant and the least thing that they are doing in the restaurant is cooking. So you have to define why this is your dream job. Not only is it that I want to do this, but why do I want to do this? And to be quite honest and take it to another level, Physically, the job will always be demanding. Mentally, the job will always be demanding. But is it also satisfying you physically and mentally? Can you have a conversation about your passion about work? It doesn't matter how much money you're making. What matters is how much passion do you have about what you are doing? And I guess that's, what, that's one of the main things that I want to bring to the attention here. Everybody can think, I want to make money. Okay, but is it satisfying your intellect? Is it satisfying your desires? Are you being a benefit to anyone, society, in any way or form? So that's one of the things I wanted to bring to your attention about your dream job. Thank you, Andy. So at Turn On, I started uh, this. I wanted to to uh, uh, take it to the next round. But before that, I'd like to share a little bit about my story. So I actually did not know uh, what my dream was. I, uh, I had a great example from my parents. Uh, my, both my mom and my dad were uh, in marketing and sales. They were pretty, really, really good at it. And I obviously that combination <laughs> of them and having gone to a lot of uh, events and activities with them as I was growing up, I, I felt very comfortable in a networking scenario. And uh, uh, as a kid, uh, when, you're, when you're dealing with, uh, with professionals and, and with older people, uh, you learn so much. And I, I remember learning so much just by standing there and listening. And when I went to school here at the University of Miami, Uh, I actually started with marketing as my uh, undergraduate uh, degree. Uh, at least I thought I wanted to do marketing. Uh, then I realized that I, in this city, uh, I, I, I lived in, a, in an island called Puerto Rico that uh, most of the people were Puerto Rican, either a few Cubans and, and maybe one Chinese. <laughs> But the reality is there wasn't that much diversity. 
And then you come to Miami and you find yourself surrounded by beautiful people from all over uh, the world. And uh, uh, that actually became the inspiration, the, the start of my, uh, my uh, inspiration to, to fashion my career around getting to meet people from different uh, cities and, and uh, countries. Uh, so that was my first requirement. Then I did a few in- internships uh, along the way. Um, I switched my degree to international finance and marketing because I wanted to put more hard skills into the uh, into in in my pocket. So at that time, I felt that marketing was a was a great profession, but that most of the jobs that were higher paying uh, when you when you can't come out required hard harder skills or, or a higher level of education. So. Um, because of that, I, I did some internships at a, at a few banks at, at Merrill Lynch as a broker assistant. I worked as a membership coordinator for a non-for-profit, uh, and I worked at Capital Bank as a teller, and that gave me the basis for understanding what route I, I wanted to take when I, when I graduated. Uh, unfortunately, at the time when, when I had to make a decision, it was around April before my graduation in May. I needed a job. I had networked only at the uh, events that the university had. So I got into and accepted to the training programs for uh, Barnett Bank and Nations at that time. But my destination was not to go to Tampa or Jacksonville, which were, were those places where they had the training program. My destination was Orlando because I had personal reasons to go to Orlando. So um, I had an ex-girlfriend uh, that lived over there. Then uh, I moved to Orlando and realized that I wanted to pursue my passion and it and was to come back to Miami, live the experience of living with, with wonderful people from all over and uh, found a, an opportunity at a bank, at a training program. And then when I moved into that role, I, I did not... I couldn't find how to enter into international. Actually, my first job after the training program was in domestic trade, uh, corporate banking. Uh, and I wanted to travel. I wanted to go to Brazil. I wanted to go to Argentina. And um, one of the analysts, that, you know, one of the people that I networked with uh, had a connection at a bank and basically referred me to the head of international for that bank. And I don't know if it was got incidents, but we were both born the same day, uh, just 20 years apart, and we, had a, we hit it off from the very beginning. And then the first thing that he did was uh, put me on a plane and send me to Venezuela. Uh, and uh, from there started this wonderful adventure, which I've been in for the past 20 years, of learning from different cultures, uh, uh, learning how to handle money, although personally, the best thing I did was to marry my wife, who's an accountant, and she has handled the money pretty good. Uh, but the reality is I've, I've enjoyed uh, my career so far, and uh, I attribute that to, to many things, which I'll share with you in our second round. Um, so enough about me. Uh, Malvelis, back to you. Uh, what advice would you give your, your 19, 20-year-old self uh, today, and uh, if, if you would have done things a, a little different, what would they be? And obviously, any advice you want to share. <clears throat> Thank you, Hernan. 
the advice I would give my 20-year-old self is, is kind of like what I'm doing now, what I'm applying now in my late 20s. I would say, first of all, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. If something causes fear, if something is scary, go for it. That's, that's the cue that you, you know that you have to go for it and that you have to do it. Um, a lot of times fear will stop us from doing so many things and, and it's, it's, not a, it's not a good feeling. So if it, if it scares you, if, it's, if you feel that fear, then go for it because that means that you're, you're headed down the right path. Um, get out of your comfort zone. Once again, if, if you feel uncomfortable, if you, if you don't think, you know, you, you can do it or, or you, you doubt yourself, go for it. Do it because you could do it. Whatever you set your mind to, you literally could do. So that's, that's my first advice. And my second advice, I guess because I'm in, in real estate and now in financing also, network, network, network. It is super important and they don't teach you this in school. They don't even mention this in school. It's super important to network. It's unbelievable the, the relationships that you, that you build through networking and the opportunities that come from that. So it's, it's very important to network, to, to get out there, meet people. And um, that's how I found my latest job. Thanks to a friend of mine who we started out, you know, networking through a different way of networking, but it was networking. And, um, and he introduced me to someone else, and, and now I'm here, thanks to, to her. And he has a, a big part in my, my dream job. So those are my, my two advices. Thank you, my bellies. Um, the advice I would give my 20-year-old self um, would be to explore any doubts you have, to not be afraid to um, dive in and understand why are you doubting something. Um, I, I, I would, you know, it, you, you have a plan growing up and I think that culture has a lot to do with it. You grow up to, to follow a certain track, but if you have any sense of doubt about the track you're going on, it's never too late to deviate and to kind of step back and say, hold on one moment, I'm going to stop this, pause this, um, and, and kind of reflect at what are these doubts, tell, what is my gut telling me, why am I feeling a certain way before jumping in and not, and not really analyzing a decision. Um, this, the other advice I would uh, give my 20-year-old self would be um, network, and I know you touched upon this, but to not be afraid to, to network in college because a networking builds up a lot of skills that are, are crucial in your professional life you you learn how to speak with people how to sell yourself as a candidate for a job or for any opportunity um, you learn how to build relationships critical relationships that are going to uh, be very um, monumental for your professional life and you build friendships and with those friendships open other doors so I would to have told myself to, hey, don't be in that same little group of people, network out, network, in, not even in events, just in your school and joint clubs, I mean, in your, in your places of worship and your activities, if you play uh, basketball, play, network with those there, like, build relationships beyond your comfort zone, and, um, 
and and utilize those relationships to get you to where you need to be and to help you pursue your goals because you'll never know who you meet that will allow you to get help give you one step help you get one step closer to where you need to be um i think i think those two i think those are the critical things that i would tell myself again thank you uh Wow. At 20, I guess you're probably in your sophomore, maybe junior year, and you're pondering, okay, how do I, you know, kind of make that last year count? And you're really looking at two summers maybe to figure out if you can get an internship. I would give myself the advice, try to get into an internship. Try to prove yourself if you can and, and work within that internship for the opportunity, not just to network, but to understand the industry that you're in and you could do that through what we call centers of influence. Uh, there are organizations. I give an example. Uh, Ernan and I are part of the Trade Finance Committee, along with Shalako. The Trade Finance Committee of FIBA uh, focuses on trade finance issues of the industry. But what's interesting is we come face to face from time to time with young professionals that are in college and are asking us all kinds of questions. I wish when I was 20 I had resources like that where I can go to leaders in the industry to say, hey, tell me about what you do. Not how you got there, but just tell me what you do. Because going back to what Andy said, do you want to do something that you're passionate about? Well, great. See if this is it. You get a chance to test it out. Here's another thing that I also know only from experience, and I give myself this advice, going back to a statement, don't be afraid to fail. When you're young, you get a lot of do-overs. And I have known people that have been in business and all of a sudden they want to be a screenwriter because they felt that they had connections within the industry or someone who motivated them and say, this is what you want to do. I mean, just a complete beeline to something else. Um, your decisions will be a stream of events that will develop as a result of that decision. But don't think that it's going to be that planned out. <laughs> Things are going to happen. And you've got to take that chance, right? So. The, the other thing that I want to mention is take advantage of your recruitment process as much as you can. They may not tell you about the networking, uh, which is sad because you really, at the end of the day, want to take advantage of networking as much as you can. But more importantly, can you find a mentor within your school program, a professor, someone who's been in the industry, to maybe give you some advice or make some introductions? You know, it's a lot easier to find a job sometimes knowing that there's someone there who referenced you or gave you a referral to somebody. And I don't want to sound like the cliche, it's who you know. It's not necessarily who you know. You've got to have a skill set. You've got to have a foundation to be prepared to get there. But someone of influence might help you get there a little bit faster. And so if I was 20 years old, wow, I wish I had some folks that I can speak with, some centers of influence that I could understand better about the industry that I was getting into. Uh, as Anand mentioned before, he wanted to get into international and travel. Yeah, those are great perks that come with the job, but why do you want to do it? Um, you know, I actually benefited, uh, just to give you an idea, uh, and I'll pass this along, uh, from not knowing what I was getting into, but when I was given the opportunity, I said yes, and it delved into Latin America, and that's how I got here. Okay. Um, I would say that internship is, is a key. I would say, but if you cannot find internship, do a job. Don't waste your summertime. Okay, don't waste your summertime just partying. Uh, do any job that you can do during, during, during your summertime. 
even in a restaurant, every, everything that you can do in your professional life, I understand how it works. I would say, and, and, and internship definitely, that, that should be your first goal because then you're going to learn. And I have an example. This summer I had an intern that have no idea what he's going to do with his life. After being a summer, now he wanted to trade finance. So, so he, he, he changed his mind about the banking industry and, and he really loved it because we see diverse industry, diverse company. And we, <clears throat> at the end, we help company to grow. Uh, so trade finance has been something that we've preached in Bitterner and General for more than 10 years, and now the market is start getting it, that this is the real support that bank can give to companies to grow. Uh, when, I open, when you have a door that's open, go all in. Do your 100%, 200%, do your best, be the best, and, and don't be afraid to fail. Fail is a learning curve. It's like if you don't fall from your bike, you're never going to know how to ride a bike. It's the same with the professional life. You have to fail, you have to learn your mistake and improve it. Don't fail two times in the same error. That's the only advice. Learn and, and continue to grow and everyone's going to support you. The people that fail and recognize their failures and fix it are the ones who grow in any corporation. The one who hide it and, and, and never never learn from their failure, they never go anywhere. So. So it's not about the image, but it's about how you learn and how you grow professionally. But definitely don't waste your time. Do as soon as possible enter the professional life. Any job gonna give you a better view that, that you get in college. Again, college is good for structure, but real life is totally different. So that, and that you're gonna learn from networking, from internship, for working in a restaurant, for working, but do 200%. I hate when I see inter that they are bored, they, they don't know what they're doing. Come on, get out of out of your desk and see around. I, there is plenty of people that need help in, in organizations. Sometimes it's not your, your direct mentor, but someone else needs support and, 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 and look for that. Andy. Thank you. Um, one, of the th one of the advices I would probably give myself in my 20s and probably any 19, 20-year-old is you don't know it all. You really don't know everything that's going on. You're not smarter than a person who has spent 20, 30 years in a career field that you would like to get involved in. So why did I use that example of a 20, 30 year old or someone who's been in the field for 20, 30 years? It's because they could be a phenomenal mentor for a 19 year old, a 20 year old that you wanna get into the field, but you have to be willing to not know it all. In other words, you have to humble yourself and realize that you can learn from anybody who's around you, from any situation, any job. It's never a failure if you end up learning something you did not know from before. And you know, it's, it's interesting that you can see, you can probably learn from a person who might have less of a degree than you do, but they have the experience or they have the right attitude for whatever career choice you have decided. So be willing, be a sponge to absorb everything you can. And at the same time, know that you could be in your 50s and even 60s and still learn from someone who might be, who might not have a degree like you do, but you have to be willing to learn So it, it actually reminds me of a saying that a friend of mine says uh, a lot, which is, "My, your ego is not your amigo, 
which is uh, short for saying, you know, when you when you graduate and you have all this knowledge, particularly you come from a top university, uh, you think you know it all, right? Particularly when you are taking classes about how to how to do strategic marketing and and you're basically decomposing uh, white papers and and coming up with great strategies. So anybody that graduates from business thinks they're a the, they're a top consultant, uh, right? When they came out, when they come out, and then they they suddenly get uh, the, the quick realization that the first thing that they're gonna do in the in the job that you're gonna start with is put you in the bottom, and they're gonna put you to do you know the grunt work. They're gonna put you to do a lot of spreading, a lot. They're not gonna give you client facing uh, opportunities because all these things you need to earn. And they, the only way to earn them is if they trust you. And how do you build trust? By doing your work, working very hard, by staying late, by having things in common, by, by going out and, and you know, having coffee, having a beer with, with your team, building that team uh, rapport. So once you are a valuable part of the team, uh, they're going to trust you and give you more opportunities guaranteed. That's, that's without fail. Uh, one book that I read when I was, uh, when I, right after I graduated college, funny enough, it's a book by Harvey McKay called Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty. Uh, some people do the, 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 the most terrible thing is that once they find the job that they think is the, their dream job, they stop doing what, what they need to do to get to the next level, to build their network. Uh, I always say that you know networking is is a continuous process. You never stop networking, whether internally in your organizations where you work or outside. And the other thing that I would tell my 20-year-old self uh, was find organizations where you can find mentors that have been through it all before you graduate. Um, so obviously, I became part of the Florida International Bankers Association. Uh, after I became a banker, but that was after. If I would have had an organization like Apprentice Worldwide uh, that would put me in front of all these amazing executives from around the world in any major city uh, from any type of uh, industry that you can imagine, I would be calling every single one of those people that said yes to becoming a mentor and a sponsor and asking them 20 or 30 questions about their industry even if it's not my industry. As a new entrepreneur after 25, almost 25 years in business, I realized the other thing is that you are networking sometimes too much in, within your industry. And one of the things that I, that I really appreciated nowadays is learning about small businesses and their struggles and how I, with, with the uh, skills that I have, can uh, help these people get to the next level in their businesses. And having them find uh, solutions for their for their credit and for the for mitigating risk, et cetera, et cetera, which might not be that appreciated with uh, middle size and larger businesses. So again, uh, everything happens for a reason, and uh, you know you sometimes you don't know. Uh, but I, I encourage uh, all of you to dive in and start uh, doing things way ahead of time. Nineteen, eighteen. Uh, by the way, uh, so John is one of my mentors. I actually learned a lot with him. He's uh, almost 10 years 
uh, my senior. I don't want to share that. But, but by the way, and 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 Andy, which uh, which not this Andy, but his son is is one of my proteges, and he went completely different direction. But the skills that he learned uh, with us have nothing to do about being a doctor. It has everything to do with how to treat people, how to network, how to treat people with respect. You know, older, younger. And, and those things you can't, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what profession you do. Those are the skills that you learn with having people that care about you and that tell you the truth. You know, you're, you're doing something wrong. You're doing this right. Follow the path. You know, you can, he can teach me all he wants about, you know, how to, how to cure a, a kidney. But uh, I, can, I can show him a, a few things about, about uh, you know, how to be, how to be a, a dad, for example, and, and how to how to be a, a good husband, right? These are things that I, that I, um, that besides my profession that I can share with him at, now that we are, you know, friends and, and that we trust each other. And that came from a very uh, serious relationship about a particular thing. So, you know, beyond, beyond uh, your careers, these mentors, you know, they, they, they have your back. And if you, if they trust you enough, they'll, they'll carry you through, and and uh, you know the more the more people you have that that have your back the the you know more confident you you are um i spoke enough and we all had some great insights i want to thank everybody we're going to share this uh this recording with our group around the world and i'll send you a link obviously um and uh you know so anybody that couldn't make it we uh, don't worry. We'll have this recording uh, for you. And uh, any questions, feel free to go to ApprenticeWorldwide.com or go to our social media. And uh, if you want to know where the next events are or anything that we can do to clarify any of the things that were said here, if you want to meet the panelists here, please feel free to reach out to us. Thank you very much.